Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Good morning. Fantastic to see you all this morning and also a big welcome to everyone that's tuned in on our podcast at home. Well, throughout the month of January, we have been here in our series of 2020 Vision and we've been looking at priorities for life as we go forward into this new year. And in week one, we looked at knowing God more as our first priority. And then we went on to look at growing together, how we can grow together and how that is so important. And today it's my privilege to take us into our third and final part of the series, which is go make a difference. And just to let you know, each week they're all recorded. So if you weren't here for some of those weeks and you think, I'd love to know more about that, go check out our podcast online. So I want to ask you a question first of all. Do you ever wake up in the morning when that little alarm clock goes off, get out of bed, maybe you go eat the same breakfast, have the shower using the same towel, hopefully it's clean though, maybe put on the same uniform if you go to work, Maybe if you're doing the school run, go to the same school playground. But do you ever stop and ask yourself, is my life actually making a difference? Because actually, if you're a bit like me, sometimes you feel like you're in Groundhog Day, as in you're just doing a lot of the same old things every day. Same old, same old. And sometimes we can wonder, am I actually making a difference? Is my life actually counting towards anything significant? Because actually, here's the washing machine again. Here's another load of clothes. Here's another day at work. Here's another dinner to cook. But actually, am I meant to be surviving or am I meant to be thriving? Is my life actually meant to be making a difference? A couple of years ago, Sophia, my daughter, who now is 10 years old, came home with some rather exciting news. And she said, Mommy, everybody in year three has the opportunity to write a story about anything they like. And one of the stories is going to be chosen to be published in a book. And that book is going to go around the Midlands and other children from different regions of the UK. Their, st- their story will get in the book as well. So, Mommy, I'm going to write a story. I said, absolutely. But it go for it, Sophia. Anyway, we'll skip a few weeks later. Sophia spent a lot of time writing this story and she called it The Magic Door. And she took it to her teacher. And a few weeks later, one day I did the same old thing. Oh, the post has come. Let me get the post. And there was a letter addressed to Miss Sophia Bolton. Can you imagine what the letter was? She got chosen. The magic door story got chosen from throughout the Midlands and her story was to be published. 
in this book here called My First Story. And she kindly popped a bookmark in the book today, people, where her story is, The Magic Door. So if you want to come read this later, come and find me at the end. But you see, Sophia was chosen. When you're chosen, it changes everything. Sophia's attitude changed. Sophia's perspective of school and particularly English and reading changed. Her motivation changed because suddenly she was chosen. She'd been recognised. She had something to bring to the table. She had a value. She had a significance. She was chosen. Do you feel chosen this morning? You might not have got into a book called My First Story, but do you feel chosen? Do you feel significant? Do you feel valuable? Because chosen people change. Being chosen makes all the difference. And this morning, we're going to spend a few minutes real quick actually unpacking some of the truths in the Word of God that say, you are chosen. Turn to your neighbour and say, you're chosen. You're chosen. And if you need some convincing of this, come with me. We're going to look at one particular passage this morning. Thank you, Daniel. In 1 Peter 2, verses 9 to 10. And we're going to be reading this in the message version because I think it is tremendous. So here we go. But you are the ones chosen by God. Chosen for the high calling of priestly work. Chosen to be a holy people. God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him. To tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. From nothing to something. From rejected to accepted. You see, friends, let's wrap that all up. What's it saying? It's saying that you have been chosen. That if you're here today and you love Jesus and you've said yes to him, that now he puts a sticker on you and it says, chosen. Sophie, you're chosen. Michael, you're chosen. Selma, you're chosen. Ricky, you're chosen. You're chosen. You're chosen. And let me tell you, it's not by accident. This is not about the lottery jackpot, put your hand in and... You're chosen on purpose for a purpose. You're chosen, friends, this morning. You see, you're not a nobody to God. You're a somebody. You might have felt there were times in your life when you were rejected. But today, you're accepted. Let's get that passage back up, Daniel. You are chosen. You are something special. And if you're chosen, friends, you are significant. Turn to your neighbour and say significant. You're significant. 
Your life is meant to be significant. You are called to be significant in your world. You're carrying importance. You're carrying significance. You're not rubbish. You're not nobody. You might be having a rubbish day, a rubbish month, or even a rubbish year, but that does not mean you're rubbish. You are chosen and you are significant. And chosen people are also set apart. You've been set apart by God to do something for him on purpose. He has a special, individual, tailor-made, purpose plan, every detail marked plan for your life. You've been set apart. Ladies, give me a wave if you love shopping for shoes. Oh, suddenly we've come alive. And even Pete's hand's in the air. Anne's hand isn't. We'll let him off. We love him, don't we? You see, okay, anything like me, you go shopping and you see a pair of shoes and, and Dave's, do you need those pair of shoes? I don't need a pair of shoes. Uh, this has got nothing to do with need. When a woman buys a pair of shoes, has it, Vicky? This is about, I just like them. I don't need them. Dave, he goes shopping for shoes that he needs. It ticks a box. It fills a requirement. We're different, aren't we, ladies? Most of us, we're different. And you see, when I see a pair of shoes that I like, these are one of my faves because I love green. Absolutely love it. When I see a pair of shoes I like in a shop, I look at them and I think, oh, I know what they'll go just right with in my wardrobe. Yes, come on, ladies, agree with me. And not just that, then my head goes into overdrive in about 30 seconds. I've already planned out the outfit, the earrings that are going to match them. Even the day I'm going to wear them. Yeah, true, ladies, you've got the occasion. And this all happens within 45 seconds in our heads. You see, I've got something in mind for these shoes. When I buy them, I've got something in mind. And friends, this morning, God looks at you. He looks at your life. He calls you chosen and he says, I've got something in mind for your life. I've got something in mind for your life that is going to be even greater, even better, even more amazing than what you can even imagine. You see, he's made you just as you are. Colour background, story to date, experiences, education or not education. Everything about your life, God has tailor-made it. Because guess what? There's no one like you. There's no one. So actually, 
Are you indispensable? I actually think there's no one that can fulfill the plan that God has over your life but you. Because he has created you and he has made you exactly how you are on purpose. Are you still with me? Is this helping you this morning? You see, if we look at the rest of that verse, Daniel, if we can go back to 1 Peter What does it say? That you are God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. You're chosen on purpose, with a purpose. You're not here by accident. You're not even sitting here in LCC by chance. It's God's plan and it's God's design for your life. He's chosen you on purpose, with a purpose, so that you can make a difference. You see, God wants to use you, just like it says here in this passage. God wants to use you as an instrument to make a difference, to share, look what God's done. This is who I found Christ to be. This is part of my story. It's made all the difference and it can make the same difference to you as well. God's got a special purpose for your life and he wants to use you to go and to make a difference. To go and to make the difference. Imagine if I bought some shoes and I was like, ah, I love these shoes. Ah, the colour of them, the design of them. Ah, they're great, but I'm just going to keep them in the box because, well, they're too pretty to wear. I I might ruin the heels. I I might step in dog poo-poo and then I've got to throw them in the bin or get Dave to clean them. Like, the, 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 the point of the shoes is that you wear them that you go with them, that you walk with them, that you enjoy them, that you use them. And the point of your life is that, yes, you've found Christ. Yes, you've experienced a bit of his love. Yes, you're growing. Yes, you're developing. Yes, you're taking steps. But actually, the point of your life is actually because God's saying, go. You now got to go. You got to go with a little bit that you know about me. You've got to go with that little story that you've got. You've got to go despite of your weakness and your vulnerability and that you're scared. You've got to go because that's that's the point. That's the point. That's the point that you're chosen. It's so that you go, so that you can make a difference. And what we do here every Sunday morning, can I say, we're making a difference. Can I take a moment? to honour every team that serves in the house. Can I take a moment to honour our hosting team, our hospitality team, our children's teams, our sound and our media, our worship team. I hope I haven't forgotten any teams, I probably have. But can I honour every team in the house? Because what you're doing is making a difference. 
what you're doing is exactly what Christ has said to go and make a difference. And just this week, I had a coffee with a friend who isn't yet a believer. I'm praying she will be. And she came to our carol service. Her husband is an atheist, but thank God he agreed to come along to the carol service with their four children. So six of them came in and she said, oh, we had a real game leaving the house and we were late and then we got here, then we had to park and I was all in a fluster and I came through the door and her husband's an atheist, so he was a bit behind her and, and she said, I got in and this, this lovely lady, she said, um, part of the host team, she, she took me to, she said, it was a rope. We've got our rope at the back there where we save our chair. She said, you took me to the rope and she opened the rope and she said to me, you and your family can sit here. And she said, and we sat down and she said, I felt special. She said, I felt special. She said, they opened the section for me, Leanne. Wow, that's, that's cool. She said, I felt special. How, how was the rest of the service? I said, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Did, yeah, good. Did, didn't really say too much about anything else. But she remembered. She was took to a seat. She sat down and she felt special. Little thing making a difference. Our hosting team were making a difference. They were rocking it. They were making a difference. Everyone who lifts their hand to serve here, thank you, because you're making a difference. You're making a difference. We may not always hear the conversation. We may not always get the feedback, but you're making a difference. You're making a difference. And I just want to throw out real quick just some specific ways that if you want to make a difference in your life, here's what I believe you need to do, we need to do. And the first one simply is this. You need to accept that you're chosen. You need to accept it. You need to breathe it in. You need to let it sink in on the inside and you need to start accepting it. I'm chosen. God's called me. He's got something for me. I'm not a nobody. I'm a somebody. God's got a tailor-made plan for my life. Because some of us, I just sense we need to let the Holy Spirit change our thinking. We've been messed up in our mind. We've been thinking wrong about who we are. You've been thinking wrong about who you are. You are awesome. He died for you. He's chosen you. You're not rubbish. You're incredible. You're significant. You're set apart. It's time to start accepting it. It's time to start believing it and it's time to cut off some of the rubbish and some of the wrong thinking that maybe you've been trapped in even for a long, long time. You see, the enemy always, 
wants to diminish you. Always. The enemy's one plan is to diminish you. You know a lid on a saucepan? You put the lid on it. The lid contains the things on the inside of the pan. For some of you, there's been a lid on your life for too long. The enemy has trapped you with a lid and he's kept you down. He's diminished you. He's kept you small. He's kept you thinking you're rubbish. He's kept you thinking, you know, today is the day the lid can come off. Because when the enemy wants to diminish you, God wants to distinguish you. God wants to say, "Uh uh-uh, no way. This is my kid. This is Tamara. She's not being diminished by wrong thinking, by the enemy. The lid's coming off Tamara. I'm going to distinguish Tamara. God wants to distinguish you because he's chosen you. He's set you apart. Ask. You make a difference by starting to ask God. God, how do you want me to make a difference? Just ask him. Just start doing some ask God prayers. I do ask God prayers all the time. This is how I live my life. Every day or as many days as I can. God, use me today to make a difference. Maybe it's just going to be one phone call, one conversation, one smile, one email, one thing. God, would you use me to make a difference? Ask him. And I tell you what, get ready when you ask him. He'll answer. He may not answer even how you think. He may throw some little surprise balls in the mix. But he'll answer. He will absolutely answer. Live with your head on swivel. Sounds painful, doesn't it? What that means is when you've asked God, then live with your head on swivel. Live looking around. Live expectant. Live waiting in your life. Live paying attention to your world, to traffic in your world. Because just maybe as you're living with your head on swivel and you've prayed the prayer and you've accepted that you're chosen, you're going to make a difference, then just something may happen one day. A person, an opportunity, and suddenly the Holy Spirit will say, well, Jeff, you did ask me. Well, Joe, you were waiting. Well, Friday, what do you expect? You asked me to make, for you to make a difference. And even here, friends, as we go to double services, which is going to be so exciting, God is doing a great thing and we need to go with it. We need to make space. We need to be flexible. We need to let God take us forward. Maybe God is going to use you even more to make a difference in this next season. But it starts with you saying, okay, God, what do you think? And then just maybe a few days later, me or Dave or a team leader walk along and go, hey, opportunity. Well, you did ask him. Didn't you? 
And the last thing is if you want to make a difference, you've got to be audacious. Turn to your neighbour and say audacious. Audacious means bold and daring. Imagine if you called your kid audacious. There's a great church called Audacious Church. Bold and daring. Friends, we've got to get audacious if we want to make a difference. You've got to get a bit of audaciousness in your belly. A bit of audaciousness in your pants. If you really want God to use you to make a difference. You see, faith is sometimes acting on a 50-50. You may not have all the blueprint but you may have a sense that God is pushing you in a certain direction. Faith is acting on a 50-50. we just got to go for it. When you step into the playground of audaciousness, let me tell you, that's when things become really exciting. That's where maybe for some of you, it's time to stir up your spiritual gifts. And I'm not just talking in this setting. Do you know what I think the very best place to use a spiritual gifts is? Out there. Past those white double doors. And down that road and round the corner. And in your normal, everyday life. Real quick story. A few months ago, I was in a card shop. I was getting a card and I noticed one of the assistants at my left, kneeling down, organising the cards and... I just felt God say, just say something to her. So I turned to her and said, it's a long, long way down there, isn't it? She sort of looked up to me and probably thought, what a strange thing to say. Anyway, this lady, she then started saying she'd got some health issues. Actually, she was in a bad place. And I didn't really say much. I just listened. She's still kneeling. I'm still standing. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, offer to pray for Helian. So I said, hey, I'm going to call her Angela. Angela, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. And do you know, you've been through some tough things. Can I pray for you? Can I pray that God will help you? And she looked and she said, sure. So I knelt down then as well. So we were both kneeling in the shop with the cards in front of us. And I said, I'm not going to close my eyes because I don't want to look too strange. I'm already kneeling down. And in that card shop, with my eyes open, I just prayed a blessing over Angela that God would help her give her strength I didn't see Angela again until this week Angela how are you doing ah oh, she said just after I saw you literally a few weeks my mum dropped down dead and then she went on to tell me some other things and I said I'm still praying Angela 
I'm still praying and we said a few other things and we hope to meet up maybe for a coffee one time but friends that day I was just willing to make a difference living with my head on a swivel willing to see who you're bringing into my life God that I can make a difference to and for you it may be something completely different you may be a mom at home you may be in a workplace where you feel there's not many situations but can I encourage you whatever season of your life whatever setting you do your life in God's got things God's got plans of how he wants to use you to make a difference to make a difference whether you're surrounded by people whether you feel in an isolated season of your life just ask him just ask him because he wants to use you to make a difference because you're chosen he's chosen you on purpose with a purpose I wonder how God wants to use you in 2020 to make a difference. I wonder what plans are literally above you in that heavenly place that you're saying, hey, come on, come on, Vicky, come on, Anne. If you just accept it, if you just start asking me like you've never asked me before, and if you start being audacious, I just wonder what God's got for you. I just wonder as a church, as we go forward, as we be audacious together in making space for growth, I just wonder how we're going to continue to make a difference for our community. I just wonder what promises are about to be fulfilled as we continue to say, God, use us, use me to make a difference. Will you stand with me this morning, friends? And we're going to finish together by reading together out loud that Bible verse. And as you read it, I encourage you, read it as a declaration. Read it as a prophetic statement over your life that this is who I am and this is what my future is going to look like. Can we do that together this morning, friends? Wonderful. I'm going to count down from three and then let's read it loud and bold like we really believe what the Word of God says. Are we ready? Three, two, one... But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work, speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Let's just take a moment to pray. God, thank you. Thank you for your word this morning. May it fall in our hearts. 
may it fall in our spirits. May your people know that they are chosen to make a difference. Show them, give them courage, give them opportunities, give them a passion to ask like they've never done before. And may they believe who they are. May they believe that they are significant, that they've been called, that they've been chosen. There's no one else like them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let's give it up for Jesus this morning, shall we? We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.